first of all, thank you for all the help that you give to us, both financially and by participating, asking questions, partic participating in this community in so many different ways, joining book studies, et cetera. Please continue, if you can, to help us, support us. This evening, we're going to do another Mountains and Rivers or questions from the Sangha, basically. And I think we we'll, might do that the rest of the month, just because sometimes that seems to be a workable way rather than I come up always with some kind of a topic, talk for 15, 20 minutes, and then respond to questions. I think we might, it seems to be quite helpful to just, to just start out with questions. So if you have questions about the sitting practice of meditation, Buddhism in general, or in particular, I might not be able to always respond in a helpful way, but I will try. So starting in here, questions. When you're bowing, when you're, what, what creates other bowing? Fear. When you're bowing, what creates fear, bowing? Believing thoughts and emotions and and uh, assuming, making assumptions that there is something else going on over there or something else going on over here. Basic misunderstanding about the nature of identity, thinking there are, there's more than uh, one thing or that there's even one thing. Belief, thought process completely blocks our fundamental perception of who we are and what this is. Some people are seem to be born closer to an understanding, and some people seem to be so far away from an understanding, they will just continue to close down, shut down, go to war, go to peace, go to success, go to failure, wake up, go to sleep, live and die, live and die, live and die. More? When you're bowing, so when we perceive other over there, Yes. Is that other created out of fear, following? It's supported. The, the initial area could show up in different ways that might not be so fearful. But the fear of other, the fear of loss, the fear of coming to an end, the fear of humiliation, the fear of not looking good, of not showing up correctly, living up to a standard of success, an idea. Questions on Zoom, if you have them. Um, Susan Bowling, Sokazan, if we can't see through our cover-ups, then how can we see through anything else, Bowling? Well, the beginning is to see that you're actually covering things up. And you won't do that if you're busy believing this thought, rejecting that thought, going after this emotion. Seeing that person is to being to blame for how you feel or that situation, looking for other, 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 warfare, 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 peace fair for that matter, trying to go to peace, just to stop the warfare without really understanding the nature of warfare. This is what's happening all over the world, trying to be peaceful. Is it wrong? It's not wrong. It's not about right and wrong. It's a misunderstanding where the intention is very, very good but not seeing the fundamental substrate of the confusion and thinking that there are bad guys and good guys. This is a pretty believable, but it's just not true. Um, so 
So looking at the cover-up is the beginning. You sit down, you hold still, and you slowly, over time, it becomes more and more possibly embarrassing to see how crazy you are, how nuts you are, using relative terms. And what I mean by that is how you believe your thoughts. You're, you're not, if something's right in front of you, and you prefer this security of this temporary prison or jail called your ideas, your con conclusions, your thought patterns, your beliefs, your prejudice. And it looks like this. This is the mudra of the ego. Tighten fist. And what is the mudra of realization? If there even is one, it will look more like this. Just this. Not receiving anything, not presenting anything, but not, not doing that either. But just dependent origination showing up as uh, stillness. Um, Susan Bowen, so you you use the word warfare. So how do we stop fighting with reality, Bowen? First, you have to acknowledge that you're you're fighting. A lot of the people who are fighting don't even know they're fighting. They just think they're right, and they're just doing what they have to do because they're right or they're correct or they're operating out of fear. But it's so covered up. But with their ideas, their opinions, their judgments, their pre their prejudice. That they don't even know they're afraid because it's it's well covered by relative truth that is grasped at, rejected at. Excuse me. More? Susan or anyone? Um, Susan Bowling. So you, you you I've heard you say you we need to see the space in which things move, not just the movement. What do you mean by the space in which things move, Bowling? Well, it's like uh, you, if you're just all, to use an example, an image I've used probably dozens of times, if not hundreds, it's like looking at the sky. We're trapped by the clouds. We're seduced by the clouds, the big clouds, the little clouds, the dark clouds, the light clouds, the, light, the clouds streaked with lightning, the clouds reflecting the sunlight and all the polarity that happens. But we miss the sky. And the sky is closer, at, using an analogy, is closer to the, the fundamental nature of consciousness or mind. It's just mind only. Clouds may be there, they may not be, but it's just the mind. And so the idea there is to watch what moves so that you can see the nature of the sky or the nature of the mind. You might have to watch a lot of movement, a lot of confusion, a lot of beliefs, opinions, judgments, passion, aggression, ignorance, pushing, pulling, attacking, ignoring, grasping, rejecting. You have to look at that. You can't stop it because it is an illusion that you or I are captured by, that we believe. So you are, you're getting to see that which you believe is true, that which you believe is false, and that which you believe is, is in some, some way neutral, that all of those are unreal. Those, anytime you take a position on any, anything, this reinforces the relative truth that is basically killing the world. The belief in right and wrong. This is, this goes way back in, in spiritual traditions and all kinds of cultural traditions. The belief that there is a right and the wrong, and that you're right, or 
or you're not right and you need to change your mind or something. So it's about looking at this without joining, without rejecting, and without walking away from it. Passion, aggression, and ignorance more. So we're, um, you're saying then to, to get to know the illusory self. To get to see that that who you think you are, that your your ideas, your your opinions, your all of that uh, is dependently risen. It is unreal. There's no separate being anywhere. That's an illusion that that you are a separate being with silver hair, wearing glasses, and are a woman, and are a monk, and are this, are this, this descriptions. We continue to talk to ourselves. We believe our stories. Instead of just looking at what is arising, we start telling stories about it. We add on, we comment, there's constant commenters going on that, that makes it look like there's such a thing as a past, such a thing as a future. There is not. The only past there is, is memory. But everything that is in the past is a, uh, is a, a construct that is based on an aspect of consciousness that tends to collect things. But even that which it collects, it can't collect what is purely there because there's nothing there. It is an illusion. So we have memories of the illusion. We use those to reify, reestablish, and enforce our position on any damn thing. Right or wrong, up or down, back and forth, success and failure. It's an illusion. And it's not only unreal, even the illusion will not last. It is impermanent. More? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yoka Bowing. Yoka. I have several um, people on YouTube that have the questions. Very good. Let's take them one after another. Uh, Adriana Bowing. Adriana. How can I endeavor to be with knowing that I have hurt people? Bowing. Not, don't you're bound to hurt people you're going to elbow somebody so rather than go towards that let's go towards the fundamental misunderstanding is 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 there a solid being that you are look at the wall sit down hold still look at the wall and watch what keeps coming up as what looks like your thoughts your emotions your ideas these are all fillers that fill in that make that provide us with the illusion that there is a solid separate being called adriana and that's unreal. It's not that there isn't a human form. We're not getting rid of everything, but it's not a separate being. It's consciousness arising as uh, biology. Unreal. Relatively real, but ultimately unreal. Go ahead, please. Neil Kabawing, a question from Ben in Florida. Who is the purple alligator in the kitchen? Just imagination. Just something we make up. It's, it has just as much reality as uh, your memory of what you had for breakfast. It has just as much reality as that. You can't prove either one of them. E even if you go and take a, a video, uh, show a video that what you had for, 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 for breakfast, I can produce a video of that purple alligator. I might just have to call a chat GPT or something like that, get some help from somebody to produce it. But I could produce it, and it would be the same the same situation, produced differently, with the same one. Go ahead. Yoka Bowing. Ian Bowing. When do forms help us look more closely at our minds, and when do forms cover up Bowing? When the form is used to um, provide space and uh, 
encouragement to see what is what is showing up in that structure, the space, to see the space itself by watching the forms that arise in it. We have one here. It's a structure. It's called a schedule. It's called a meditation cushion. It's called a wall. It's called a monastery. It's called monk's robes. It's called the vow to save all beings, the vow to put others before yourself, which the ego mind does not want to do that. There are egos out there that will start whole organizations to help others. But it's also about making money. It's also about being a helpful person. This is just more ego. I'm not saying they wouldn't help people. They probably would. But the intention is still to uh, make money or to have a good image of yourself. Yeah, Kabbalah, when you say that it's also about, is this ego part of what's happening, Bowing? Is this your question? Yes. Repeat it, please. When you say it's also about, is this the ego hijacking or endeavoring to use the forms bound? Could be. And to the other end of that uh, previous question, when we're using the forms, if we grasp at the forms and make the forms, you have to do the form this way. Quite often this is done in Buddhist organizations down through the centuries. Of, there's a right way to do this. You, you can't attain liberation unless you're uh, practicing Tantra. You can't attain liberation unless you're practicing with the Nyingmas or with the, with the, uh, the uh, Soto Zen or with this lineage or, that, or under this teacher or that teacher. Some teachers feel that you just need to Tell the truth. You don't need all this rigmarole or uh, complicated forms and so on that come up and show up in areas uh, like uh, the Vajrayana, which is full of forms. You might need that. You might not. But when we're using forms to protect ourselves rather than to help us see more deeply what this is, or when we're using forms as a, a, a possible dharma teacher to control people get the, to get followers to make promises it's just more circularity under the name of what spirituality more if you have it i have a question from jacques is seeing even if it's an illusion, taking a position, bowing. Of course it is. It is, but there's, I never said, maybe somebody else did, but I never said you shouldn't take a position. I said you should be aware of taking a position. Awareness, awareness, awareness is what is being promoted. The awareness, the consciousness, not the position or lack of a position. You don't have to do things correctly. It's about being aware of that. And if you're aware of it, then that any kind of positionality is, is difficult to hold on to as some kind of a, of a um, reference point or something to stabilize you. 
illusion is just a word. We don't, we're not even sure what it means other than it means that something that's not exactly real or something that is, that looks one way, but we know it's not really that way. Yes. I have a follow up question about the forms. You said that forms also could be our ego to, uh, um, maybe our ego to, uh, reinforce the, Solidity of oneself. Yes. How? What can I do if I, I'm aware of I'm not obeying the forms. If you're not not obeying the forms. Yes. For example, if I'm I if I was a monk, if I just as what you suggested, be aware of the vows, be aware of the forms. However, yes. I'm aware of I'm not obeying to the forms. So what should I do? Bye. Well, it's it's so there's no standard for it. I mean, you uh, you would have to first of all be pretty sincere about receiving the vows and endeavor to use the form of of being a, a monastic or receiving the bodhisattva vow to train your mind to see more clearly what this is based on your inspiration of studying with a teacher and of studying the Buddha's Dharma as it comes down through us through the centuries from thousands of years. And if you're if you're falling outside of the form, or if you're no longer practicing, then you would you would talk to your teacher if you have one, which in your case you do. You would talk to the teacher about that. And there are people who have jobs, so they they can't always uh, practice as much as uh, the other person can. And some people are, are able to just uh, more a, a stronger sense of uh, aligning themselves with a particular form have an ability to do that, you might say, and other people are, have a lot more difficulty um, holding, meeting that form the way it is described. So uh, there, there's no, the right and wrong area is just, it's a big misunderstanding and it does not do justice or pay respect to each person person's individual form of confusion. That's why I say, we're gonna do this uh, using this particular path, the Buddhist path, it's, it's necessary to have a teacher. I'm not saying you couldn't do this without one. And I, what I would is, what would I say on top of that? Go ahead. Go ahead. And you, you, why not? Go ahead and try to do that. That being said, uh, un unlikely this will come about because we tend to believe what arises in our mind, including that we're attaining enlightenment or that we are enlightened. And so all you would have to do is do what you're doing now. You you sit as much as you can. You take care of your children, and you you come here and visited once, and so and you you attend book studies and so on. So I I don't see anything that's out of line there, other than you may have some frustration that is arising over your practice, maybe somewhat discouraging to you. Further question, Young? No. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you. With mind only, perception only, and consciousness only, are mind, perception, and consciousness synonymous? Well, they're different words used in different ways, but very much it's about consciousness or awareness or perception. It would be perception if there's some something being perceived and there's the illusions there's someone perceiving and that's the area we would look into it's perception only as it says on the banner there is no subject there is no object those are an illusion 
and even the perception itself is illusory but we need to uh, proceed um in a way that is respectful of all of that confusion all forms of confusion go ahead please bob bowing bob go ahead so if if using forms um to serve others is also just ego at work then not, not always not always no sometimes that's very very authentic and it's very helpful it's relatively very very helpful to not against that i'm just saying that sometimes when somebody is very helpful to others quite a, quite often not every time but sometimes their their motivation is about also being a person who looks very helpful right so so the the difficulty that can come up there is you might be getting in the way of people in some situations with the idea that you're that you think you know what they need this is a big uh, a big assumption to think you know what anybody needs. If they're asking for food, you're probably your your guesswork is over with. You just give them some food. Go ahead, sir, if you have more. No, that was very very helpful. Um, I think what I'm it's it's just hard at this time in my life to find the more or less formless or egoless way forward to serve um and, and i i'm looking for a, a way to trust myself to serve without what you just said is uh, are these illusions i'm ready to respond if you're ready to receive it right very best and i'm biased here i'm very biased based on a long time doing this and so looking at this uh, confusion over here it is sit down Hold still, look at the way you deceive yourself so that that deception is no longer running your life. So you see the deception. You have to see the deception yourself. You just can't be uh, non-deceptive. You can't just stop. Uh, I'm not saying you can't put some big, uh, uh, have some um, strong um, uh, movement in the uh, towards a more basic sanity or more, more basic understanding of dependent origination and of the the world that we live in, the relative world. But the fundamental understanding is the and the and the fundamental misunderstanding is mistaken identity. There's no solid being here. This is an illusion, and that out there is an illusion, and that's why it is so difficult and so challenging, and seems to take a strong spiritual path to work with it, not just the relative path of uh, being a helpful person. So find out who you are so that your idea of your mistaken identity or your mistaken understanding of that it isn't, doesn't go out onto the world under the guise of being helpful. Find out who you are, and then you'll know exactly what to do next. You'll know who to support, who not to support, and who to uh, not be bothered with. Uh, Bowie, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jishin Bowing. Yes, Jishin. How are we helping others when we are receiving on the cushion? Bowing. Well, as uh, my my teacher Chogyam Trungpa would uh, would say, uh, at least you're not being a nuisance to others when you're sitting on the cushion. So that's one way of looking at it. The other way is. You're training your mind to see clearly so you won't take your unexamined confusion, thinking it's the truth, out on others, whether it's your partner, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your 
whether it's anyone, and blaming them for how you feel or blaming them or spreading confusion that you think is the truth uh, from your own mind stream. If you believe your thoughts and believe your emotions, pretty difficult not to create more chaos in the world. It might be just in your kitchen with your partner. It might be with your next door neighbor uh, arguing about the sound of their lawnmower. Could be any number of things. More? Jasheen. Thank you. Is there any, any questions in here, please? Yes. We have the following some more questions from YouTube. Go ahead. Um, Ben asks, if you take a position, are you sacrificing the capacity to observe, if only momentarily? You could, you could say that. Anytime you grasp at something, lock down on something. But sometimes it's it's so conditional that you that's what you have to do. It's dependent on reason. So you find yourself doing things that you didn't necessarily think about ahead of time. But but as yet yet it is not particularly impulsive or compulsive. It just seems to be next thing it needs to be done. And to anyone around you, maybe even to you, it looks like you're taking a position on that. Yoke Bowing. Question from Phil. Phil Bowing, how do we know if it's awareness or the ego self trying to get trying to act out what it thinks awareness should be? Bowing. So you've said a mouthful there, and the way that that uh, comes about is by uh, sitting practice. And I'm biased, as I said, sitting practice of meditation. So you watch what shows up in the mind, what goes away, what comes back, what goes around in terms of pushing, pulling, shutting down and watching how anything that arises in the mind, the ego part of the consciousness will push on it or the ego part of the consciousness will grasp and agree with it and, and change it and modify it. And the part of the consciousness that is uh, ignoring will just shut it down, turn away from it, distract itself from it, because it doesn't want to hear that kind of situation, it, because it's not supportive to that illusion or paraculpita of an imaginary self that needs this and doesn't need that, is in favor of this, but not that, and blames her, blames him for what's happening over here. Not able to be responsible for your own thought stream, thinking that other people are causing it. Um, as it says in the sadhana of Mahamudra, we think we possessed our own uh, possess our own projections, and we do not. We don't belong to anyone, but we think we do because there's an ego that thinks that that feeling or that emotion is me feeling that way. More? No. Good. Anyone else in here? Yes. When we're when something arises on the cushion or in life, and we um, either like it or don't like it, yes, and then start adding or pushing on it. If we're not doing that, does just the not sure if I'm asking this correctly. Does does the liking and disliking just still remain and? Start there. It could. There's not there. Uh, there's not going to be any kind of conventional, dependable results in any direction. You're, you're not going to be able to get some kind of um, validation of anything that's going on because it is way too complicated. The simple thing 
is we get hooked by because if this moves through the air and runs into something else or produces something else, pr produces a lot of things. But one of the things that produces that's obvious is the sound, if you can hear. That kind of cause and effect, we get caught in that and it gives us the illusion that, well, if this pushed that and this pushed that and that, then I could get in there and I could push on this and get my way. I could push on this or put money in the right place at the right time based on this, this, and this, and become wealthy. Just all of the other things that are rotating around, looking for some kind of power, some kind of strength. And the causes and conditions that arise around that as this particular person, some people are going to be just natural at playing basketball. But you can't just say anybody can be a basketball star. It's just crazy to think that you can't there needs to be a lot of natural ability there so that's a lot of dependent origination that hasn't been even accounted for when somebody has said well all you have to do is you shoot a lot of baskets and, and pretty soon you'll be a you'll be really good at this you might be pretty good but it doesn't mean that you can go against all the karma that was not necessarily in your favor that is completely hidden More about that's a good area. If you can go into it deeper, I will try to go with you. Devine, it, it seems like even the liking or disliking is some kind of grasping, subtle grasping. It is. Is, is there a, a neutral? Neutral is bullshit. I'm not saying there isn't a neutral, but to try to neutralize to try to find uh, as it says in the, in the buddha's dharma the middle way you can't find it if you see what this is then you are that but you can't locate it ego would like to go in and try to locate that and that's why i'm calling it feces of a cow male cow the bull Maybe I'm thinking neutral is equanimity. What What is equanimity? Equanimity is no polarity. It's not the balance between good and evil. There, there is no good. There is no evil. These are projections. There's only this. There isn't anything. Even equanimity is uh, something that is endeavoring to, uh, endeavoring to describe something that is impossible to describe just like we use the word silence but it's not even that we use the word stillness but it's not even that but we need to use relative terms because that's all we have we can't speak in absolutes this is uh, the zen masters of old chan masters and even tibetans and other teachers down through time have tried to use humor and contradiction and reverse logic to show that the the way the ego mind sticks to certain things and uses logic or reason to uh, fight with the ultimate nature of what this is. Scientists have no idea what consciousness is. They speculate on it, and you can read all about that uh, several places. Start with Wittgenstein. Is equanimity no attachment? The absence of attachment? Or is it Well, it's not about no attachment. 
because some of the attachment needs to be there because of dependent origination. So some of the, the hooking on to something needs to be there in one, in one case. In another case, it doesn't, so it won't be there. So to try to go in and be unattached, then this creates a very shiny, polished, highly sophisticated form of ego who is not attached to anything. That's what I'm, where I'm going with what you're asking me. So when I say don't try to detach or become detached, just look at the attachment. Just see the way you grasp anything. And don't don't let it go. Don't let anything go. And I could also say don't hang on to anything, but you probably are already hanging on to something. And I would say, look at that attachment, every single finger of the mind that's wrapped around that thing that you want to keep, that you want to hold on to, that you think is a judgment, that you think is true. Just observe the attachment. This is awareness. And if it's time for it to come apart, based on all the other untraceable causes and conditions that that provide us with any particular singular, singularity called this attachment or this mind stream or this human form or this mind, then it may come apart, may not. But the consciousness won't care whether it comes apart or doesn't because the consciousness is just that, it's consciousness only. There is no demand, there's no requirement, and there's nothing to live up to. There's no past, future, and there's no motion. So we use the idea of, or the words equanimity or balance as a way of helping us see the imbalance rather than trying to gain some kind of balanced persona or balanced life. Lots of teachers out there teaching this in different ways. You may be interested in what I'm saying, you may not. Yes, sir. Are some outflows more helpful than others? So by outflow meaning um what what give me a couple of outflows that are seem to be quite a bit different and then we'll talk about those. It seems like something may come up where it it's like something's going to happen with it. So I can turn away and try to pretend like it's not there, or I could try to communicate about it and maybe be more constructive, or I can just point my finger and blame. And mm -hmm. it feels like there's some amount of control there. So so, so maybe the area I'm very much into communication, but the form that communication needs to take um, overwhelmingly as a practice is to listen, receive, smell, taste, touch, receive, use the six sense fields, including a mind to receive rather than produce a, a pointing finger. Even though you may relatively be correct about it, it's still anytime you blame anything, you leave out all the things that you can, you, you have not taken the time to look at. Because you, not just you, but me or anyone, we, we, we are so interested in concluding and being right because something has hurt us or offended us or triggered some area of our consciousness that is uncomfortable. We just want to blame because it gives us a little bit of relief, not much. So coming back to your question, I would say it's different. It, it, it would be quite, quite difficult to track down uh, that in such a way uh, that we could come up with a, with a good response about which outflow was may be helpful in some ways and which is not though, though that probably is true on some level but i don't know how you could unpack it in such a way that wouldn't just be very time consuming waste of time and i'm not sure how it would help you on what it is that i am here to promote which is the spiritual path of seeing the truth that you're not a separate being never have been never will be and even though you're this life may 
be born and may die. Who you are doesn't go anywhere. Well, Jeez, I'm not, is the apparent choice in how that outflow shows up just a misunderstanding? Is that what I'm missing? Say more. I'm wondering if by thinking that I could respond differently, I'm already missing the point. More than likely. Most important thing in any situation like that, uh, I'm not setting up standard here, is just to receive as much as you can. So before you go into anything, that's why I say don't do anything unless you have to. If you if you listen to that and have a little bit of understanding of what I'm recommending, I'm saying just just listen to what's what's showing up. Just listen. Just hear. And then, then if you need to do something, it will be pretty obvious what you need to do, especially if you wait, listen, see if you can see what it is that is actually happening in front of you with, uh, with that other person or with that situation, whatever it may be. Give it a lot of time. Sometimes uh, in, some, in the Buddhist tradition, this is sometimes called renunciation, or as uh, Trungpa Rinpoche would incorrectly pronounce it, Renunciation. It's not renunciation. It's renunciation. You knew that, though. Yes? You're not going to respond. <laughs> Go ahead. Jeez, I'm like, if that outflow already shows up as some kind of resistance or closing down, should there be an intention to turn that into receiving somehow? I wouldn't do too much manipulation with it. I would just... Return to the cushion, return to that situation by maybe contemplating that so much, which which means just to to look at the structure, the, whatever occurred, maybe go over that story a little bit and see if there's some areas that would be contemplation, but not be on the cushion so much. It would be separate from that after the you do your your uh, shikantaza practice or yes. In mind. What is renunciation when that outflow shows up as shutting down, turning away? Again, it, should, it would just be that. It, it, would, it would be anything else about it. If, you, if you're aware of that, like you just described, then you wouldn't have to do anything else. Renunciation would already be occurring. Anything else is in there, then it uh, starts to get suspicious. And ego is trying to get a piece of that success story called renunciation. You recognize that? Now that you said it. Now that I said it. Well, it's interesting that that's the same time I recognized it. Now that I said it. Yeah. Is there a further question anywhere in the? Yes, go ahead, Yoka. Yoka Bowing, I have another question from Ben. Who? Ben in Florida. Okay, Ben in Florida. What do you mean the humor of the Chan masters? Did I say that? I guess I did. Did I say that? Okay, I meant, uh, I meant they would take something that might be uh, very difficult um conundrum or uh or question 
and just turn it on its head because they're they they don't have to show up as a being right or being wrong because they're they're seeing they're witnessing their understanding goes beyond the relative truth and if if your uh, if your understanding goes beyond the relative truth then uh, then you have a natural sense of humor you're not just cranking up um old man jokes might not even be funny jishin bowing yes you said that the that consciousness doesn't care if we do something or not is there anything that consciousness cares about bowing so uh you've received a vow jukai the bodhisattva vow so that is a way of training the mind the consciousness to look at a particular situation which is to be with all things so until you see you are not separate from all things then there'll be that the path quality there's ground path intuition the ground is suffering yours and that of the world and the path is train your mind to see clearly so you don't add to the suffering of yourself or the suffering of others long path and then the fruition is there's no path there's no fruition there's just reality and you're not separate from it never were so there's no at that point there would be no caring no non caring and nothing in between that you wanted to look into the third part of it jishin bowing is is the bodhisattva vow the reflection of um of the consciousness to the suffering bowing seems to be we see the suffering the buddha saw suffering the first noble truth is life is suffering and then the cause the second one is the because we want something else simply put and the third one is um cessation he doesn't spell out what ceases and then the fourth one or the path is train your mind to see clearly shila samadhi and prajna or sit down full still look at it meditation discipline wisdom thank you welcome bob bowie yes bob so i i i think i've found a um a source of a lot of my mistakes or errors and it, and it, it, it what hit me I'll get right to the question is um Bruce Lee used to say before he would fight that he would stretch who's Bruce Lee yeah well okay he's he's an illusion of a of a martial artist he's one of the better known martial artists so he would always say he had to stretch but there were times where there was no time to stretch before he had to do something so my question is if one has to contemplate before making a decision uh and 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 hold that thought to come up with a a the right path let's say lots of times i don't have that luxury so my question is how, how do i deal with the time element 
that's involved in decision making. Don't make decisions. Don't make them. You don't really make decisions anyway. Uh, that's an illusion that you're making decisions. There's no such thing as a, a decision. And as long as you think you're making decisions and making choices, you'll continue to spin right up until the time of, of when the body goes back into the element so you pass away. I'm not condemning you to anything. I'm just saying that as long as you feel like you're somebody going somewhere and that there's a right and the wrong and there's a and there's a, a correct and an incorrect, then this is the very nature of relative truth. It is not the spiritual path. Spiritual path is to see the truth. And how do you do that? You look at the falsehood without pushing it. You look at the falsehood without explaining it. And you look at the falsehood without shutting it out. You watch and observe and receive this world as it is. As it is. Yes, and sir. This, and Bob Bowing, and this can be done in the real world versus there in the temple? Well, it's not a versus. Uh, some people need to sit down, have a, a structure, and they're here. And the ones that are off in the distance, they're off in the distance. There's nothing right, nothing wrong. If you need this, here it is. If you don't need it, stay away. Go do something else. If you don't, if you if you're not interested in what I'm saying, please go do something else. I, I don't necessarily have the the uh, the key to anything, particularly. So, but you don't have to live in a monastery, but I'm biased. I already said that. If you want to see what this is, you're going to have to stop running your your constant thought process around in circles uh, in, in, in at the same time your body is in motion, because that makes it hard to see the confusion. It looks just like it's valid. I'm picking this up. I'm putting it down. I went over here. I stood here. I went like this. I went like this. I went like that. Body mind are not two different things. And if you don't stop the body from moving around and watch the mind continue to ramp up, you will continue to be confused by what you think is true, because this is, it is a big lie. It is an illusion. So find some time to sit down in front of the wall and watch the movement of the mind without the body moving. Just a suggestion. Bob Bowling. Welcome, Bob Thiel. Uh, the other Bob Bowling. Um, other Bob. You just I think you, when you were referring to the to the fourth, I guess, noble truth. Yes. Just to come to the wall, to sit yes. and be still. Is that is that essentially the same thing as where the cessation of suffering lives? Yes. Bowing. And the cessation of suffering isn't doesn't exactly it isn't the cessation of the suffering, it's the cessation of the belief in a sufferer and a and in a belief in someone who suffers. The suffering is there, the suffering is dependently risen, it's nerve endings. It's this it's the smooth feather across the palm, pleasure, and it's the, the railroad spike across the palm. Pain. Pain and pleasure are same nerve ending, different kind of uh, activity happening there. Same thing in the mind stream. Same thing in all of the sense fields. Just shows up different ways. More, Bob? Yes. So, bowing. So, if, say, say, feeling of uh, of joy versus a feeling of sadness is. I think you would say that's an illusion. Um, does that live in the same place as pain and 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 suffering? Bowing. It's it's all consciousness only. Everything is welcome. Everything comes in. Everything everything comes in and takes off his shoes and has a seat. Everything gets a seat at the table. Everything, everything, everything. 
Nothing is left out. Bob Bowen, one question that occurred to me a while ago that I meant to ask, and I'm not sure if I should ask it now because I might have the answer, but... Wait, 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 wait. You never can have the answer. If I don't ever have the answer, how can you have it? <laughs> All right. I'm in, the, I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Shoot. I thought I was going to have answers here. Um, no, you should, you should ask me the question, please. We'll have does, fun. Does, uh, I, I, I worry sometimes that consciousness is akin to nothingness. And then I go to a place of like, well, if it's all nothingness, what's the point? So is consciousness ascent, is consciousness nothingness bowing? Uh, yes and no. It's, but, but I don't have any proof for it. It's just that consciousness, we wouldn't know about consciousness unless there's a form rising in it. The only way you can really have a taste of that, which isn't exactly something, but it's to be aware that you're aware. Just, just to be aware that there is awareness, that you're aware of not just awareness of this, awareness of the clock, awareness of the people, but just be aware that you you can actually just be aware of everything. This is an old teaching goes way back. Not something I thought of. Just awareness of aware. And so you could use those concepts of of um like like you described there, and I've already forgotten. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you you forgot too? Yeah. Good. I, I needed some company. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I, I think we can take one more. Is there another one? No, fine. Yes, from Ben in Florida. Florida. If I take the position that I have a lot of time, is that the same as renunciation? Wow. Um, I have a not a lot of time. Yes. You don't have any time. There is no time. Look close and help yourself help yourself to look close. You don't don't have to join me. I don't have to be your your mentor, but spend some time looking at the wall and get your own understanding of time. What is, find out what time is to you so that if you see what it is, you won't have words for it. You won't be able to explain this to your mom or your son. You won't be able to explain it, but you'll know what it is. You'll finally know what time is. Or just read uh, Dogen's uh um, uh, being time, which is a chapter in the Shovel Genzo. Read it 500 times. That's not very many. Read it. Read it. Read what he's saying. It's translation out of Japanese into English. What is, what is that? What is time? Find out. Find out. Don't, don't take Dogen's word for it, my word, or anyone's word. You find out what it is. Said a lot. Very good. I think we can close now. Thank you so much for your time and attention for your questions. Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.